Hello everyone, welcome back to La Saludable Latina podcast. We are your hosts Lilia Gomez and Dr. Chetty. We created this space to promote health awareness within women's health issues. Each episode is made with love and support with the purpose of inspiring and empowering you. We motivate each other in support of a healthier lifestyle. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about our word of the year. All right now, so we're going to get started in just a bit. Listas? Here we go. Dr. Chelly is back from vacation, y'all. She was gone for New Year's Eve, and I was I actually stayed here in San Diego. But Dr. Chelly, how was your vacation? Uh, you know, it was a surprise vacation. I wasn't expecting it. So I found out that we had some family coming in um, from Mexico, and it was their first time in the U.S., and so they were going to be in the San Francisco area. My family said, hey, you guys want to go? And I said, sure, why not? That's awesome. Yeah, so we ended up going to San Francisco. And uh, then because we were so close, we ended up going to Yosemite. Oh, no, I'm so jealous. I've been (laughs) wanting to go to Yosemite for the longest time in the summer. But my husband's he's like, I've been camping before and I don't want to go. So how was that for you? It's really beautiful. So we just went for a couple hours uh, because we were still trying to make it back for New Year's. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, it was really cool because then one of my friends coordinated. So she lives out of the out of the country and she was in town visiting family. So we kind of coordinated. Oh, that's cool. And she got to spend uh, the New Year with us, which is actually so New Year's Day is actually my birthday. So is that what you texted me like a belated celebration? Birthday celebration, excuse me. Because I was wondering, but wait a minute, like, when was her birthday? Yeah, January yeah. 1st, New Year's Day. I baby. Know. Yeah. Happy belated, early Thank happy you. New Year birthday. Um, It's already kind of late, but, you know. I know, right? Just in time still, because <laughs> it's still the first month of the New Year, so it still counts. Yes. Um, so how did you feel throughout your vacation? How was your energy level? Did you rest it really well before coming back to San Diego? Uh, so we drove up there, so that was kind of rough, but it was a lot of fun just spending time with family and um, just kind of traveling. I hadn't driven up to San Francisco before. How long was the drive uh, from San Diego? Long. So I think it's about eight hours, but we drove uh, at midnight so that we could get there at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. So you when you do... troopers. Yeah, so it was, it was a, yeah. a long trip, but... There was no traffic, and it was just great to That's be able awesome. to do it that way. So I got back, and I rested about a day, and then it was time to hit the ground running. So, because uh, uh, as we've talked about, you know, I'm working on getting my license. Yes. And my test is coming up in February, beginning of February. So it's like crunch time. So when I got back, um, but, uh, I mean, January 2nd, you know, my friend was like, hey, I can come down and study because she's also taking the exam. And uh, so now we have a little study group going. So I've been studying every single day since February, I mean, January 2nd. That's amazing. Uh, so your testing is around the corner. So you guys, echenle muchas porras a Dr. Chelly because February is about to be here and she's studying like crazy. And I admire her for it because we all know you, you need to like carve out time to focus and study and really just 
dedicate the time to make sure you're going to do well in the exam. So I wish you all the best. Thank you. Because I know it's a nerve-wracking to really think about that. Very yeah. nerve-wracking because it's an expensive exam. And I so, um, you know, you kind of want to pass it the first time. Uh, so it's, it's also really interesting because... You know, it's the new year, we're talking about goal setting, and some people talk about resolutions, some people talk about words of the year, which is something that um, I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um, but what do you do when you have a really large goal that almost seems impossible, right? How do you break it down? How do you keep your mindset um, strong and resilient so that we don't fall back on the doubt, on the fear, on the scarcity? And all those things that can get in the way of our of us achieving our goals, whatever that goal may be. Yeah, of course, so I completely understand. Um, during my holiday break, just really quick before we jump on to the topic, was I had my uncle visit from Atlanta. Mm. So I was excited to see him because I haven't seen him in years. So he actually flew down from Atlanta, stayed with my mom in Orange County. And then eventually on one of the weekends, he came down to visit me in San Diego. That's and awesome. I said, let's go to TJ because, you know, we don't live far from the border town yeah. here. So I took him down to TJ. And it's been 30 years for him since he's crossed. Oh, wow. So he and that's was Tijuana like, for those that are not local to San Diego. Yes. Yeah, so he was like anxious and excited and... He was just kind of like amazed how much the city has grown. He mm -hmm. was like, oh my God, like I have, like it was unbelievable, like just watching his reaction. So I was pretty thankful that he was able to come down and mm -hmm. I was pretty thankful I was able to spend time with him. Yeah, but, that's awesome. But getting back into the word of the year, like you mentioned, some people make a New Year's resolution, like mm -hmm. everyone by the end of December is already like lining up their New Year's resolution. But for others, they know because, like me, <laughs> sometimes we never fulfill the New Year's resolution. So we focus more on a word of the year. At least that's what I did for myself this year. And I know that's something that you talked about, too, that you wanted to do a word of the year for yourself, too, yeah, right? Yeah, because I'm going on on my fourth year of using this strategy. Uh, just because some of the research has shown that having a New Year's resolution isn't really... Um, helpful that it actually people get really disillusioned right away and then they're like ah screw it I, had, I ate the donut so whatever I'm just gonna <laughs> oh, I'm so guilty like, <laughs> of that like I told myself on a one new year's resolution that I wanted to cut back just the sweets and it was like the hardest thing to do that I just gave up and I said I just love sweets I can't not eat it you know right so, yeah, and so in that case, if you were to use, um, or if somebody were to use, uh, and this is one of my words as well, is fitness, right? So if one of my words is fitness and it's guiding me, then whatever it is that I'm eating, is this in line with my being fitness or healthy? Um, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to cut them out, because I have a sweet tooth, so I can't cut them out. I know, I know. that for sure. <laughs> and holidays were every excuse for yeah. eating all types of sweets, at least for the people who made a New Year's resolution trying to let go of sweets for the new year. Good luck. I know I haven't been able to achieve it because mm -hmm. it's in the menu, it's in the stores, it's everywhere you go, and you just kind of, temptation just kind of exists, although we have to work at it at times. But going back to the phrase of picking a word for the year, Dr. Chelly, if you don't mind me asking, what is the word that you chose for the new year of 2018? Uh, so my word this year is breakthrough. And I'll give you a little bit of history on why I selected that word. 
So back in 2015 is the first year that I started doing the word of the year. And this is when I had finished my internship, my pre, uh, pre-doctoral internship, and I was writing my dissertation. I moved back to San Diego and it was a tough time because I was trying to accomplish a lot, a major goal, uh, which is finishing the dissertation for the doctorate degree and um, everything that goes in it and looking for work and then being told that I was overqualified and it was the first time in my life that I, ever, I had ever heard that word. You Welcome know. to my world. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. it is a fact. It's like, and let me just put it out there mm-hmm. for any college student that's in their undergrad or graduate school or PhD trying to get the doctorates is once you're all said and done with your academia, it's the postgraduate, right? Because mm-hmm. now you're trying to go into the work field. And mm-hmm. sometimes in this phase of you transitioning out from your school system and your studies mm-hmm. is trying to get back into your profession in the real world, mm-hmm. right? So then you have this gap of like you're overqualified, but yet the position that you're trying to look for is not available, right? Mm-hmm. So then there's this little gap of like, okay, well, there's all these other positions available and you apply for it. And sometimes you might even go to that interview and the interview is going to ask you, I see that you're overqualified for this Mm -hmm. position. And it's not because you're trying to apply um, because you want that particular position, but you're using it as a a stepping stone to get to where you need to be. And I actually had this conversation not too long ago with someone who applied for a promotora position and graduated with a bachelor's degree from UCLA. Uh And we were having this plática, so I was just kind of encouraging her like, I know you're not where you want to be at right now, but Mm -hmm. use it as a stepping stone to get to where you need to be. So it will be the tool for you Mm -hmm. to access this little title that you have to maneuver where you need to go and the doors will open eventually. But going back to what you said, being overqualified, what was your experience with that? So I think that's, uh, we could do a whole show on that as well. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it was the first time that I, had gone through that because being bilingual, bicultural, you know, a master's in public health and uh, finishing up the doctorate, I I got kind of stuck and I still am in, in some way stuck in this phase of I'm overqualified to do jobs that are that I can do like some, you know, data management, uh, program development. Um, and then I'm underqualified because I'm not licensed yet. So I can't practice in my field. I can't call myself a psychologist just yet. And so during that time, you know, I, I didn't get mentored in this area. Like the mentorship that I got is people saw that I was smart. And so people believed in me and they said, you know, you're going to do something big, you know, uh, you're going to help people. And so I went that education route. And I got some mentorship on how to get through it, but not how to get out of it at the end. But you don't, some people don't get mentorship on how to go into their field right away. And that's something that actually two colleagues and I are working on. We're submitting a proposal for a a conference uh, that's coming up next year where we're going to talk about that process. And so um, for anybody listening out there that you're kind of stuck in this space of being overqualified, not being able to find work. Um, it takes a toll psychologically. And a lot of people don't talk about this because I actually saw a post about this very thing um, in a Facebook group that I'm a part of. It's like a support group 
for um, people completing their doctorate degrees and somebody posted and kind of questioning like, well, what, why did I do this? What did I do this for? Mm-hmm. You know, this, this sacrifice of getting an education. And so if you're out there and you're getting some of these messages, it's not about you, you know, and um, being aware of the psychological and emotional toll that it takes on you. And so back at, at that time, I, I was really struggling and I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I overcome this? How can I be resilient? How could I keep going? And I was reading um, a bunch of articles and I stumbled upon this article that talked about a woman who said, I'm not doing New Year's resolutions anymore. I'm doing a word of the year. So I think at the same time, a friend of mine, a colleague, colleague friend, uh, she also has stumbled upon something like that. And so we decided that, hey, why don't we do a word of the year? And it just started like a casual conversation, kind of like you and I are having. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're just kind of complaining about stuff, but also, you know, reflecting on our accomplishments. And so that year I decided that my word was gratitude. So grateful for everything that came my way. So the struggles that I was having, I was grateful for it because it was teaching me a lesson. It was teaching me how to be more resilient, how to be a more creative problem solver. Um, If good things were happening, then I was grateful because I was being taken care of. And um, that year is when I said, you know, F this, you know, people think I'm overqualified, like, uh, so really, I was like, fuck y'all. I'm just going to start my own business. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world of entrepreneurship. Right, right. And trying to have a side hustle other than your profession. Because yeah. I'm, I'm there and I know what you're feeling. And I think when we connected, you're like, oh my God, Lily, we have that parallel. Yeah, you know, yeah. Of understanding certain situations. Of course, not like book by book or page by page, mm-hmm. right? But there's that parallel um, communication and just learning experiences that we can kind of relate to even if it's two different areas two different fields two different life mm-hmm. stages right yeah so I think there's a commonality that we can have a breakthrough with the word of the year yeah and breakthrough yeah yeah and so I'm really grateful that I went through that struggle one because it helped me launch my business two it really makes me connect with my clients or my patients when I work with them Um, And then expressing the sense of gratitude just for whatever comes your way, you know, grateful to have a home, grateful to have food, grateful to have my basic needs met, grateful to meet wonderful people like you, Lily, like that was amazing to the way even just how we met and all that. Yeah, I was definitely grateful too that you, we kind of crossed paths. Mm -hmm. That's the one gratefulness that I was thankful for last year. Yeah. Was it last year? I think that it be was off. about two years, two years I think. ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Time flies by too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And so the following year, um, my friend and I, uh, she actually was in town. She was in the East Coast um, trying to get tenure. And she was down in Southern California to visit her family. So we met up in Coronado and we actually did like this little ceremony thingy um, where we developed our following words. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that year, I couldn't decide, so I chose four. <laughs> so I, I selected celebrate because I needed to celebrate every little ac- accomplishment that I had. Because I don't know about you and anybody else out there listening, is that you 
accomplish a goal and then boom, you move on to the next one where you don't even take a breath between goals. And so my my purpose was to celebrate every little achievement. Like I finished a chapter, yay, let's go celebrate. And I don't mean like celebrate, like go party and like, like no, that, is, that is like, a celebration. Rewarding yourself in a positive way, right? Yeah, just even like going out for coffee or buying myself a little gift or anything that, that can designate that as a celebration. Mm-hmm. But um, the next one was balance, that I recognized that I was working way too hard I was running myself into the ground, um, both physically and mentally. And I decided that whatever I needed, whatever I did, it had to be towards the goal of balance. The following word was release. Um, I was carrying a lot of negativity and I didn't want to carry it anymore. I didn't want to be like that, you know, amargada or whatever Mm -hmm. that carries everything for the rest of the life. And so then I was like, okay, I need to release. I need to let go. And the other one came from my friend, um, which is lead with love. So whenever you have doubts about what to, what decision to make, what to say, as long as you lead with love, then you'll make the right choice. And um, so going a little bit back about the words of the year is that it's not a resolution. It's, it's a word that guides you. It's a word that guides you throughout the year. And when you're making decisions, when you are um, faced with adversity or faced with opportunities and you have to make a tough choice, you, you can say, okay, how does this decision, this opportunity, is this in line with my word of the year? Um, so for example, 2017, I went in thinking with the word abundance. So my words were abundance and brave. And anything that I did, I, I saw it as abundance, like making new friends, um, work opportunities, um, being in good company. And then Brave really took the, the reins at the second half of the year. And I started doing a lot of self-growth, self-development. And um, I took the plunge doing this podcast with you. Like you, I remember we talked about this in another yeah. episode about how you invited me to participate. And mm-hmm. I was like, <gasps> like, what? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, but you actually took the plunge to seeing, I'm going to try something new. Right. Um, because although we both come from medical perspective, we think about our profession, right? Mm-hmm. How would this resonate with us as a professional, right? Yes. Um, because at times there's a little bit of fear that we might think, well, how are we going to get perceived if we jump into something that, you know, is trending in the social media aspect of things. But Mm -hmm. I feel very comfortable with it. I was very natural at jumping into um, the idea of of being in the social media Mm -hmm. from the get-go because I knew there was a direction that I wanted to take. So when I had invited you, I was like, she needs to come on board with me (laughs) and not, you know, and just kind of let's move forward and see where we go. And I'm glad that you did. Yeah, me too. And, you know, I relaunched my website I, I for my jewelry business, which is the one that I started. Um, and the other one is I finally launched my scholarship called Funded. Uh, it's a play on words, P-H-U-N-D-E-D, so funded.org. That I've been talking a lot about it, but I was so afraid, like, what are people going to think? You know, is this stupid? Or, you know, are people even going to like it? Like all these thoughts that I had about it. And I said, you know what? Just like my friend says, put on your big girl pants 
and just be brave and do it. Mm-hmm. So now going into 2018, um, I've been thinking a lot about what word I wanted and there were so many. So I know that action is definitely a word, um, taking action, because I talk a lot about, oh, this is a great idea. And I think you and I were talking about this, like, oh, I have this idea and that idea and this is great and I could do this. But then I don't take action. And so then it just stays there. Mm-hmm. And then I feel bad that it's like, oh, I didn't do it. Or I look and I see and somebody else is already doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so, I think that's probably the most hurtful in reflection when you're having the idea and then you're trying to get the action going, but then mm-hmm. someone else beats you to the punchline, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, you know, how did I not get there before the other individual? But you have to think about your journey too because mm-hmm. you're not going to be in the same circumstance as that other individual because mm-hmm. we also have to be considerate of our circumstances mm-hmm. where are we out in our life mm-hmm. where we need to fulfill those areas or where we need to work on those areas to be able to get to the action phase of things right yeah and so there were some other words too like integrity um living with integrity because i realized that um i wasn't having integrity in all aspects of of life and and when i told friends they're like but jelly you're like a doctor and you see patients and i'm like yeah but i'm always late like you know when we say that we're gonna meet like i'm always late and that's not having integrity and i just recently learned about the the definition of integrity it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you're ethical just being ethical it Mm -hmm. means like do you keep your word do you you know how do you live your life with integrity so i was like man like that's something Hmm. i need to work on i think i'm with you on that one um like you said where it comes with balancing so i'm gonna go backwards because you said some really good words that Mm -hmm. i was considering in my mind as you were um, speaking about them so you were saying about balance you know Mm -hmm. we have all these different roles as a woman in particular because Mm -hmm. we have a variety of roles that we need to fulfill and we try to balance and sometimes when we find the unbalanced we try to see where the integrity relies on if you committed mm. to a situation and now perhaps there was a circumstance that happened last minute that maybe perhaps you couldn't commit 100% mm-hmm. and then that relies on integrity. And I think at the end of the day, the integrity sits with you mm-hmm. because the intention was there, but perhaps something in your environment or circumstance might have changed, mm-hmm. but you can still have that connection and relationship with that individual. Mm-hmm. So sometimes don't over expect to always meet every engagement that you have mm-hmm. or appointment that you have because your integrity would be that your best intention was there mm-hmm. and if you didn't make it this time the next time around right be there's better. there's always an opportunity to exactly. restore integrity mm-hmm. yeah definitely um so i said integrity action the other one was focus is that I have so many different projects going on. They're all really exciting, but you know, they're not being finished. So I'm like, okay, I need to focus. So that's why I decided that um, I needed to focus on getting licensed because getting licensed is really the key to being able to help more people in, in the way that I know how. Um, I also want selected connection uh, because I want to be connected to others. I want to be more connected. Um, now that I'm here in San Diego and I've decided that I'm going to stay here, then I want to build community. And so connection is really important. Connection with 
family, with friends, with clients, with our listeners, uh, customers, you know, all, all around. Um, fitness is another one. And then affluence, like it's time to, um, that, uh, to bring in all those projects, um, have them be financially successful so that that can afford me the opportunity to help people in the way that I really want to help and the way that I know that I can help. So when I was talking to my friend about this, she was like, Chetty, that's a lot of, that's a lot of words. <laughs> and I was listening to these two audiobooks. Um, one is called Focus, I think, and the other one is like your best year ever. And in listening to it and this other course that I'm doing, the word breakthrough just came, you know, and I was like, that's my word, breakthrough. Breakthrough in all of these areas because breakthrough includes integrity, action, focus, connection, um, fitness and affluence, not as nicely as the other ones, but really I can't have a breakthrough without integrity and taking action. And so that's why I chose my word for that year. So I'm excited about it. It might, hopefully it won't change, but I think that I'm trying it out and uh, breakthrough is the word for now. So anything that I, any decisions that I make now is, okay, will this decision be in line with me having a breakthrough this year? If it does, then I can commit. And if it doesn't, then I'm gonna have to pass. So that's kind of where I'm at um, with my word of the year. What about for you? Well, you know, I've never really done word of the year. And I think the first time I heard it was when we met for lunch at Cafe Gratitude. Do you oh, remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, I remember you shared the experience that uh-huh. that's my word of the year yes. at that time when we met. And I remember thinking like, word of the year? Like, I've never done that before. And actually, this is the first time I'm hearing about it as we're really? having this conversation because I would want to read the article versus uh-huh. setting up a new New Year resolution. So for me, on a personal aspect of things, the word that I chose for this year was believe. Mm-hmm. Now, That's a great one. Believing in oneself takes work mm-hmm. because we have to consider a lot of things in our journey. So my journey actually began in believing in myself since my miscarriage since April Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. 2017 wasn't the best year for me not only did I have a personal loss for myself I had an uncle that passed away I had a grandmother that passed away Mm -hmm. so I was trying to heal from all these losses it just kept reopening up wounds Mm -hmm. but I also felt too unbalanced that I had all these projects that I wanted to fulfill and I never got to fulfill any of them so I felt imbalanced that Perhaps I overcommitted myself in 2017, but you also have to realize that you're a human too. So if there's a journey or an experience that happens in your life that sets you back, reevaluate the situation to see what you need to do for yourself personally so you can keep moving forward. So the word that I chose for this year, without the intention of knowing that there's a word of the year, yeah, I chose to believe in myself because I struggled so much in 2017 to try to find the balance and finding my journey in myself with my faith, feeling confident again, mm-hmm. being able to connect with friends. I kind of distanced myself from my friends in a very long time and it takes kind of like this work. Mm-hmm. So I needed to believe in myself this year, seeing that whatever personal growth and project and or career move I wanted to make, I needed to believe 
in myself first. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, you have all these ideas and people are supporting you. But at the end of the day, we need to believe in our dreams and we need to learn how to execute to seeing how we're going to get to that um, goal and accomplish it and not feel overwhelmed if we list more than five or ten goals. Mm -hmm. Now, some of us are overachievers. (laughs) I'm definitely not an overachiever because I learned not too long ago, New Year's resolutions do not work (laughs) because I've always had one every year and I probably maybe completed 60% of the time on good years. On good years. I think that was when I was in my 20s. (laughs) (laughs) On good years. But then later on in life, as I got into my adult stage in my 30s, I started to see a different transition and I started to really figure out who was I going to be as a person what kind of life was I waiting for mm-hmm. to fulfill? And I kept thinking, I'm waiting and waiting. And, and realistically, what I was waiting for all this time that I refound this year was believing in my faith and mm-hmm. getting reconnected with the Lord. So with that one word, believe, also came what I felt in April. There was this beautiful part of being pregnant, but there was also this bittersweet part that I lost something so precious. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking to myself, you know, it was a rough year for me personally, but I needed to change the way I was thinking and seeing life because I saw life from a different perspective. Yeah. You know, you get sensitive to situations, emotions, or you're in an environment and triggers come, mm-hmm. tears come, joyful, sadness, anger. Mm-hmm. So I was learning to deal with all of those emotions and I started to think like the word believe was honestly putting me in a place where I needed to reconnect with myself on a spiritual level, but also on my personal projects like the podcast, Mm -hmm. the blogging, at work. What is the belief at my work now? How do I want to carry myself at work with integrity? Obviously, Mm -hmm. that's always been my priority, integrity, because in the healthcare profession, you always want people to come back to you and say, oh my God, this girl went above and beyond for mm-hmm. me. I'm so grateful I came across her. And I am I take pride in my work. And if you have that integrity, that comes naturally mm-hmm. because the passion already exists inside you, right? Mm-hmm. So then you start believing in your work and all of a sudden your work doesn't become work anymore because right. you're passionate yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. So, do what you love. Yeah, yeah, do what you love. So the word believe came after my bittersweet moments and i'm going to share something with you with all of you really quick because i've been reading this book that i just shared with dr chelly tonight it's called 365 days of devotion and there's this one page of this book which was january 3rd because i committed myself to redevoting myself that i'm going to read this book exactly one day at a time and Mm -hmm. i've been journaling and it's been helping me tremendously and there's this one sentence i really want to read because i think all of us can relate in some way or another it says bitter is what makes us strong what forces us to push through what helps us learn the lines on our faces and the calluses on our hands sweet is really nice right Mm. sweet is always perfect sweet is almost Mm. like loving but bitter sweet is more beautiful Mm. it's full of depth and complexity and it actually describes you as being courageous gutsy and early so it honestly took me to realize while i was striving in 2017 to really find myself again was that my bittersweet moments were the best of me sometimes Mm -hmm. even in my lowest point because although i had this placement of 
being distant with family and friends and even with myself at times or with my husband at times and he was by my side the whole time is that he they all believed in me so the word believe came into me naturally because now i'm believing in myself to restructuring who do i want to be in this next year of 2018 so there's a lot of work to be done still i'm not a perfect individual but i'm definitely believing in all of my dreams and goals this year that i even made a vision board for the very first time that's awesome because i've been seeing everyone vision board vision board this and that and i'm thinking why do you need a vision vision so what is a vision board i know i've made one once Mm -hmm. um and i actually met some really awesome people from that yeah um but what what exactly is a vision board so the way I saw my vision board, because I think everyone has a different view and a different meaning depending on their goals and their needs. Um, I actually decided to create a vision board because I needed to believe and have that affirmation for myself. So I created a vision board with my goals, mm-hmm. um, pictures, words and phrases that were going to be positive, that were going to constantly remind me, you know, affirmations that were going to keep me on track. Um at points when you will feel more doubtful about yourself mm-hmm. maybe that fear exists that you don't want to take that step you don't want to let go and that vision board for me reminds me you're here you're in the moment mm-hmm. believe in yourself and take one day at a time and mm-hmm. every little goal will fall in its place right yeah. so that's a vision board for me was being able to have that positive affirmations to see in the board and see okay lily this is your positive affirmations. Constantly look at that vision board when you're feeling down, when you're mm-hmm. feeling fearful, when you're doubting yourself and you're thinking, oh my God, am I crazy? Estoy loca. <laughs> Maybe people might think I am crazy. But then I remind myself, okay, kind of balancing myself with that vision board too because not only do I have pictures, I have positive words, mm-hmm. words of the year. Mm-hmm. The first word that I actually put on the vision board was belief. Oh, wow. That was like yeah. going to be the structure of my whole vision board. Uh-huh. And then from there came about six or nine goals. Mm-hmm. The first one was getting reconnected with my faith. That mm-hmm. was like my number one priority because I've learned to let go so much in 2017 that I wanted to get reconnected in 2018. Mm-hmm. And it's fulfilling me in so many ways that I can look back at everything that happened from April and on and become a stronger person and share that experience without feeling fearful because most women are fearful to even share their experiences with right. others. Yeah. And I think at times we need to elevate one another and push one another because that's the courageous part about telling a story mm-hmm. and connecting with people. I believe the second one was... Ah, what was the second one? Oh, the second one was health. Oh, health okay. and fitness. So I yeah, just and I saw that you're, you're working out more. I saw yeah. I saw your Instagram. I got inspired by you because you mentioned not too long ago you did Orange Theory Fitness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I was like, if that. she can do it, I can do it too <laughs> because I used to be an athlete. Like, I was very competitive. Um, I swam. I ran track and field. I did cross country. I tried to play so- I actually played soccer, but I sucked really bad. That was probably the only sport I wasn't really good at. And then I swam competitively in college and high school. So I was very fit, but somehow I fell off track. And your body also changes as a woman. Mm -hmm. Like your energy level changes. 
your moods change, your physical abilities to fitness change, you know? So mm-hmm. I was learning a different stage of my life and my body and getting to know my body. So I'm finding myself again in, in the health and fitness journey and I hope to be able to motivate others along the way, but most of all for myself because mm-hmm. I need to find that balance of harmony within myself because I think fitness brings that positive affirmation yeah of like let's go we're gonna do this and Mm -hmm. after every workout you really end up feeling better than worse and it's biology that um help us feel better i mean even five minutes walking outside yeah it Mm -hmm. does a lot for Mm -hmm. you so health and fitness was my other goal the third goal was Hopefully, I get to finish my master's degree, so I, I put that on my vision board. Oh, okay. So hopefully, if not this year, next year, you know, if, if you don't get to accomplish a goal, don't feel down about it. Mm-hmm. Just remember that there's always a new year for it, a new month, a new day to, you know, re-implement the goal, the strategy, that how to get there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm saying positive and optimistic, and I hope you are too, whoever's listening, if you're in that same boat. Uh the next one was my blogs oh, that I wanted yeah. to dedicate more time to mm-hmm. blogging because it was hard to even try to write and create content after April. Like maybe I was consistent here and there through Instagram. Eventually I started writing again. Um, so I kind of found a little bit of energy to write again, but not as consistent. So I mm-hmm. want to be more consistent for 2018. So the blogs are definitely part of the vision board podcast is as well too Mm -hmm. i've been talking about it talking about it talking about it ideas there Mm -hmm. now it's the action phase action so so we have that word in common yeah and i gotta take action we gotta believe in this idea and and really strive and plan and even if you fail you have Mm -hmm. to keep going because those failures will become success eventually Mm -hmm. and that's how your story gets told uh, you start getting into this thing where you compare yourself Right. I was there not too long ago. Just you mentioning like you, if you didn't graduate in time. I mean, I let go of my master's degree to come back to California, and that. yeah. that's always been on my like I didn't get to graduate, you know, yeah. and that's just in the back of your mind. Yeah, like, like what, look at so and so, and they graduated. Yeah. look at where they're at, and in again, these last three three years have been I've delved into the entrepreneurial world, and it's it's awesome. It's really fascinating. Just the mindset right the mindset and people say you haven't failed until you quit yeah and that's true because if you it feels like a failure right because that's probably what society calls it and that's what we've learned to believe but it's not a failure because if you get up and you keep going you dust yourself off and you're like okay well that was a bad fall like man that sucked but resiliency yeah, resiliency and so in hearing you talk um and sharing your story, you know, I'm really touched by it. And it also reminded me of this book that I read um, uh, by Brene Brown. I keep talking about her. She's like my celebrity, mm-hmm. like academic celebrity. Uh, just because her book, Rising Strong, was so powerful. And I, com- I totally recommend this to anybody. And what really, what I connected with it is that she talks about um, these different stages that we go through. And the best way that I can relate it is to, like, if you hear a motivational speaker, they most likely, and this is what she says, like, you'll most likely hear them talk about kind of like a Disney movie, a Disney Pixar movie that breaks down 
um, uh, a movie into three parts, right? So you have the the reckoning. So the reckoning is the part where you know the character is really excited about something that's going to happen, and uh, they're setting off onto an adventure, right? And then there's the rumble, the part where they go through all the adversity, like mm-hmm. all the crap that you go through. And a lot of crap. A lot of crap, <laughs> right? And it's that challenge, you know, mm-hmm. like um, uh, the character, this is, where, this is where the character starts building their strength. This is where they learn how to problem solve. And they're trying to, they're, work, they're striving towards meeting their goal. Mm-hmm. And then the last phase is the revolution, which is, the end, right? You you went through all that crap, and now look at me. I'm strong and powerful, and look at what I accomplished. And so, when motivational speakers talk, um, some of them they'll give like they have a short speech, but they'll talk about how yeah, I set out to do this, and then this happened. But they kind of like zoop, they move into the 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 triumph. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, what do you do when you're stuck in that rumble? Like, what, like, how did you get out? Like, what did you do? And and nobody really talks about that. And that's where it gets back to, um, particularly for women, mm-hmm. um, that we all have a rumble face. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us don't speak about the rumble face because, mm-hmm. for one, it could bring back certain feelings Mm -hmm. in that rumble phase and maybe that wound doesn't want to get reopened Mm -hmm. um particularly for me i love to talk about my rumble faces because Mm -hmm. it's made me who i am as a person Mm -hmm. and more now this year i really see how all of my rumble faces in life have become part of my journey and part of me and sometimes i'm not afraid to speak about it i'll probably open up more and more as we go with the podcast because a lot of people perceive me to be raised in a very humble family, traditional, every like um, the little white picket fence. But mm-hmm. I grew up in a family where we had a lot of resiliency moments. And mm-hmm. it's been some of the most difficult chapters in my life. But I was kind of like, I learned to be a mediator at five years old. That kind of tells a story in its own. And hopefully I'll be able to share all of those stories of my chapters. Because mm-hmm. the rumble phase, we have to elevate other women so they can see how they can get uplifted mm-hmm. and pass the rumble phase to their success phase mm-hmm. or the Trump phase, like you said. So mm-hmm. it takes a lot of gutsy, mm-hmm. like I said, with the bittersweet, courageous, gutsy, and earthy mm-hmm. to be that woman and say, today I will have a voice and share my story because mm-hmm. that's where it all begins. So having going back to my vision board, is being able to collaborate. That's another goal. Mm. And I'm doing it with you. Yeah. Collaborating on this podcast. And I'm hoping to have other opportunities where I can collaborate with other influencers, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, professionals, and letting them know we're here, we're alive. Mm-hmm. Come on board and share your story. Or come on board, let's do an interview. So that was another goal. And then the last three were like, I want to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a simple road trip to a nearby city, mm-hmm. get to know the population, the community, because there's so much rich culture nowadays mm-hmm. in the city. And the last two were getting reconnected with my friends. Because mm. I've been kind of a little distant with my girlfriends. And and not in, to be in a bad way, is that I needed the time to focus on myself. Right. Because I wasn't ready to 
really show up on certain gatherings like birthdays or celebrations because I knew everybody was going to be in a happy phase and maybe I just wasn't quite ready to be there yet. And I actually did go to a couple um, birthday celebrations and I realized I don't know what I was thinking because I wasn't <laughs> ready. I was like, what was I thinking coming, you know, like, and I had to like mask my feelings, you know, and be like thinking everything was okay, but I really wasn't in a good place mm. internally. So I was happy that I got to see my friends, but I wasn't just yet ready. So that's why I took a break in mm-hmm. 2017 to um, really just kind of give myself the time. And now I started plugging back in here and there. And then the last one was, and I, I don't think I can recall from the top of my head what was the last one. Maybe it'll come to me later, but I think vision boards and picking mm-hmm. award of the year is the best positive affirmation to start. Right. Because yeah. a New Year's resolution, forget it. That's so like 1990. <laughs> like, we're in the millennial girl. Like you got to move on from the resolution into the word and then just kind of work yourself from there. So I think it's really important to motivate one another. And as we say here, like we're motivating one another. Yeah. And it's like, we're kind of like, you know, eyeballing like, no, like, <laughs> it's just kind of like, you kind of feel empowered that you yeah. have an individual across from you that, you that you can be so open yet so vulnerable to at the same time. But her research has found that actually being vulner- vulnerable means courage and strength. Yeah, having the courage and strength to share your story, mm-hmm. you know, um, to share our stories because they're not easy to share. They're definitely not easy yeah. to share. But also too, it's like as you're, como estamos platicando ahorita, like I can think of so many women that may be in the same shoes as us, mm-hmm. but maybe not in the same circumstance. Mm-hmm. But they're understanding what we're talking about because they're right. gonna go. Oh, I totally get them. Yeah. You know, I'm in this place right now. Mm-hmm. And here they are talking about it in their situations. And I can relate because I'm going through this phase in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most powerful tool mm-hmm. as women is to share those stories, motivate one another, mm-hmm. and uplift. Because I kind of want to make the statement because I feel like it's really important with the word of the year. Mm-hmm. Is it believe in the woman that they're doing a mission and a purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because. And if you don't agree with them, don't attack them yeah. and don't dehumanize them mm-hmm. because that can take a long effect psychologically. And that hurts the individual mm-hmm. dishing it out, right? It's not really hurting. Yeah, it can hurt the person on the receiving end, but what is it doing to the person that's dishing it out? How mm-hmm. is that cutting into your or to like my integrity how is that cutting into my love for myself how is that cutting mm-hmm. into what I stand for and so um, yeah I see what you're talking about and and this happens in professional circles this oh, happens yeah. everywhere <laughs> you know where um, other women put each other down and that's not cool we're supposed to or we should Uplift. Uh, uplift each other and believe and regardless mm-hmm. of the differences cultural backgrounds beliefs you know you just have to uplift one another and mm-hmm. even if you don't agree 100 percent, just say you know what maybe i am in disagreement but i'm not going to put it out in the world where she's going to get flushed with negativity because mm-hmm. what good are you doing if you're putting all the negativity in the universe mm-hmm. you're feeding off negativity and mm-hmm. that's all you're going to get in the mm-hmm. end so why not change it this year 
to a word of the year, like Dr. Chelly mm-hmm. said. Instead of a new year resolution, find a word that can balance you. And if you're trying to get rid of that negativity in your life, mm-hmm. then believe in yourself that you can do it and have a breakthrough mm-hmm. and make an action for it. Yeah. So, That's why that one year I chose release, right? I wanted to release all that negativity. I didn't want to carry it with me because I saw what it was doing. I saw what it was doing to my physical health um, with chronic pain. And so, um, yeah, choosing a word of the year to guide us, right? It's not a goal. It's not, um, uh, it's, it's that guiding light, like our compass, you know, I just yeah. got that visual. Oh my God, right that's now. a good analogy. <laughs> I like that. I just got that visual right now about a compass. It's that compass that guides you throughout the year and you can check in, at, um, at the 90 day mark, right? How are you doing at the 90 day mark? And then the Ooh, next, so quarterly. I like that. So that at the end of the year, you can reflect and you can think about, um, how did I do, you know? Mm. And this gives us permission to make mistakes. It gives us permission to fall down. It gives us permission to fly. It gives us permission to do anything. And so how is your word of the year guiding you? Um, I definitely so, like that. I think I'm going to include that in my vision board to check on myself 90 days mm-hmm. quarterly to see where I'm at with my goals or word of the year, you know, and then reflect on it and see what step I need to take mm-hmm. to keep moving forward. But in case if you guys have any questions about today's topic, you know where to reach us mm-hmm. at gmail.com. But if you have any questions in particular to Dr. Chelly about the book that she read with... Uh, Dr. Brene Brown. Yeah, I'm very forgetful with names. <laughs> There's two other books that I wanted to... Um, that I mentioned, so I want to make sure that I get to them. And if you're like me, I don't have a lot of time to read. So somebody introduced me to Audible. Again, I'm not getting like... Yeah, I know. But you mentioned that a lot. Yeah. I might have to take a look yeah. into that. But I'm kind of old school. I still like to have a book in my hands every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Although I do have um, that app, Kindle. Mm. I have so many books. I think I have like three or four books in Kindle that I started. But for me, having it in hand commits me like, okay, pero chicas... Find a word of the year, stay positive, and believe in yourself, make a breakthrough, and take the action step. Yeah, and follow us on Instagram and share your word of the year. So yeah. share it with us. We love to hear it. Um, tag us. Tag us and put in your word of the year. I know that I'll be tagging uh, breakthrough. Yeah, or you can hashtag word of the year. Uh-huh. And hashtag last of the Latina. Hashtag tag us. Just follow us. We're here to support you in every way and... If you have any questions or you have a story, please email us. We will most definitely love to have you come on board. Okay, chicas, that is all for today. Hasta luego y a la próxima. Adios. Bye.